like just the reflection piece too. Like we actually look back at the goals that we set. Because I used to be someone who would set all these goals and then never look back at them. But now I know we're going to look back at them. We're going to revisit them and it's going to feel really good, the ones that we actually hit. And we'll, we're going to learn from the ones that we didn't. So I think that was something we've been doing really well this year too. Welcome to the Business Muscle Podcast, where we empower entrepreneurs to transform their businesses into unstoppable empires. I'm Elise, CPA turned serial entrepreneur. And I'm Arielle, a seasoned physical therapist and business owner. We're two female entrepreneurs with a passion for helping small business owners like you achieve massive success. With our combined expertise, we've scaled to an impressive seven businesses in less than seven years. And guess what? Each of them was profitable right from the start. But we didn't stop there. We're here to share our secrets, strategies, and insider tips to help you turn your business into a thriving reality. And hey, we're not just all about business. As a physical therapist and fitness instructor, we'll also sprinkle in some fitness and wellness tips along the way. Join us on the Business Muscle Podcast every Monday as we guide you step-by-step towards financial freedom and building the business of your dreams. It's time to level up your business. Get ready to flex your business muscle. Hey guys, Ariel here. Before we dive into today's episode, I just want to take a second to tell you about our free 30-minute webinar that we're hosting on January 25th at 7.30 p.m. called Why You Should Be a Cash-Based PT. So I was a physical therapist in the insurance world for years before I opened my own business. I was seeing multiple patients at the same time. I was limited in what I could do because of the restrictions around insurance, and I was severely underpaid. When I finally took the leap to open my own business, I could finally see just one patient at a time. So my patients all started getting better faster because I could use all the skills in my toolbox without any restrictions. We ended up being cash flow positive in the first month and hit six figures at just four months in. This webinar covers all the reasons why you can and should be a cash-based PT and why it might not be as hard as you think to get started. So if you are a PT or you know a PT who's interested, definitely send them our way. And if you can't make it on January 25th, you can catch the replay and watch it anytime. We're going to link in the show notes how to register. We'll hope to see you there. Let's get to the episode. Welcome back to the Business Muscle Podcast. Today, I'm sitting here with Ariel, and we're kind of doing like a recap episode of 2023. I'm excited. It's been an exciting year. A lot of lessons learned. A lot of big things coming in 2024 and a lot of like really good takeaways that we want to share with you guys from this year. Yeah, I think it's super important to be able to reflect on what's happened, be able, especially if you have tracking and you have like things you can measure and look back and see like how did we do, what worked, what didn't work. And so I love to reflect. So we kind of took a look at the last year for both Studio Sweat Fix and Fixed and gave ourselves like an honest grade on how we did in certain areas. And there's certain things that definitely didn't work for us in 2023. And we're going to learn from them. And we did, I think, already in the process, learn from them. And then we had some big wins. It's good. It's like, you can pat yourself on the back, figure out why it worked and how you can do more of that. Yeah, it was really cool to look back at the goals we set for 2023 that I had written down. And we like, oh, we actually did that. Like, oh, we actually did that. Oh, by the, <laughs> just saved by the bell, like right at the end of December, we did that one. <laughs> so got it done. It's important too, to look at what didn't work. And because some of these things that didn't work, I feel like propelled us for better things in the end by the end of the year and what we're going to be doing in 2024. And we actually learn from them. So I think you got to look at failures as not like, oh my God, that was such a bad decision. Why did we do that? But how can we learn from this? How can we make it better? What do we learn about our business, our clientele to come back stronger? And I'm excited. Yeah. And I know sometimes, I know we were just talking about this the other day, but 
Sometimes you need to give yourself a little time between something that doesn't go the way you planned and when you look back and reflect on it, but giving yourself that space in between, revisit it in six weeks or you know two months and then reflect on what happened. What can I take away from this? How can I turn this into a lesson and not just a failure? Yeah, I think I posted that on my my Instagram. I reposted. Somebody had posted that journaling's great. Talking about all the good things in your life and what happened that's positive, it's great. It's good. It's like a good mindful activity to do every day. But the way that this guy likes to do it is anytime that there's a failure or something that's really bad in his life, he has a failure journal. He writes that down. He sets an alert in his phone for 30 days and then another for six months from that. And then he goes back and actually in this journal and writes down like, yeah, like what Ariel said, like, what did I learn? How do I feel about it now? at 30 days and then at six months. And I feel like it kind of opens your eyes to some of these things that were huge to you at the time or maybe something that helped propel you in another direction that now six months later is where you should have been. Right. And that's the best way to keep growing is to actually look back at what didn't go well and be honest with yourself about how you could have handled a situation differently or how you could have shown up differently. Because you also can't control what anyone else does. You can only control how you go into a situation and how you respond to it. So it's good to look back and make sure that you're actually learning from the things that you felt were failures at the time. So let's get right into it. In 2023, what did not work for our businesses? And we both came up with that first one. Right off the bat, we knew what it was. Our big first virtual launch failure. So just a little backstory. We have a thing called the Fixed Lab. It has our pelvic floor one-on-one course. Me and Ariel were so excited about this. We spent hours and hours recording, nailing it down, making it perfect. And we are so excited. We went, we hit launch. We sent out the email, buy our course, and we got crickets. Yeah. I wore my fanciest sweater for that. You did. You did. (laughs) And the content was so good. I was so excited about it, but we got way too far ahead of ourselves. And even though the content was really good, even if what your product is, is amazing, if no one knows about your product, it doesn't matter. You need to get the word out about it. So I think just now next time going into a launch like this, we want to make sure that we're doing the buildup ahead of time. We're doing what we need to do on social media and promoting it for weeks beforehand before we just hit send and expect that everyone's going to show up for us. A hundred percent. It showed us the importance of having warm leads versus just going in cold and expecting everybody to understand a what you're talking about and b just immediately want to buy from you and trust trust that it's what they need. So after that, instead of being really upset and thinking nobody wants pelvic floor, instead we went back to the drawing board. Ariel came up with a free Master Your Pelvic Floor webinar. We spent a month posting it everywhere. We even did, I think, some small paid ads on Facebook just to get the word out. There's a free pelvic floor webinar same type of content that we had in the Fix Lab, just a little bit more toned down. It was only 30 minutes as opposed to the Fix Lab, which is a few hours. And we had 100 people sign up for this. Right. We really spent the time to promote it, talking on the Instagram story, making sure that we were doing reels about it, anything that we could to get people's attention and let them know what we were going to be doing, what we're educating on. And that just helped spread the word. And once people started to sign up, you could tell that the momentum started to build. And if we hadn't done that promotion, we knew we weren't going to get the same number of signups. Yes. So that was a huge learning experience. And now we know how we're going to do launches going forward. Right. We know that we need to, first of all, educate people on what it is, give them free information about it, just have them trust us, put out as much value as we can. And then eventually you transition to what you're trying to sell and the the big product or the big service. But at the beginning, serve, serve, serve. 
get their trust, show them where you can add value and have warm leads. And then from there. Right. And we did several live workshops, which I think really helped too, because we could have people sign on and actually ask questions, maybe wanted more information than what we were offering in the free webinar. And that was really helpful to guide the content that we want to produce moving forward is because we want to give our clients what they want to learn about and what they need and help build trust with us so that they know we are the person they need to go to when they have certain issues popping up. But I think having them be interactive in those first few workshops was really helpful and got us a lot of clients that ended up translating into public floor clients. A hundred percent. So if you're somebody in the service industry who's wanting to launch a course or wanting to launch some sort of new service, hundred percent recommend before you just launch your product, get out there and give free value to people, host free webinars, host free Instagram lives where people can come on, ask questions and really get people to know what you're talking about, that you have credibility, that you know what you're selling and what you're trying to add in their lives. And then it's a lot easier to sell the warm leads. Yeah. And I think it just goes back to what can I do in the beginning to get my name in front of people? What can I do to, you know, build connections with new clients. And I think the more that you can provide free value and free content to your clients, it's just going to start building trust right away. Because especially in the beginning, when you don't have any money in your business, you can't be spending money on ads, you can't be spending money doing things. This is something that's free that you can do It's just put together a 20 minute webinar on whatever service you're promoting, or put together a free meal plan or whatever your service industry is, and send that out to whoever will listen. Yeah, definitely. So our second thing, our second bit, there was a lot of things that didn't work, right? <laughs> 2023, but our second man. big thing that came to our mind actually involved our team. So it was not setting clear expectations with people. And we, I feel like, learned this the hard way at the beginning of 2023. We did. Yeah, it just, anytime you have someone who's not performing the way that you wanted them to or not meeting the expectations that you have for them, I think it's a really important time to look back and think, did I actually set a really clear expectation here? And why aren't they meeting the role that I want them to meet? Or why aren't they performing the way that I want them to? And sometimes after a little period of reflection, it would be like, oh, shoot, I never actually told this person exactly what I wanted them to do when I wanted it done by. And that's on me, right? That's something that I could have done a lot better and not just blame someone else for things not going right and reflect on how in the future you can actually have maybe a checklist for someone weekly or have goals for them that they set each quarter on the things that they want to reach and the things that they want to do and make sure that they know what the expectation is. And if they don't know what the expectation is, that they're checking in with you regularly. Yeah, because especially when you're an owner and you're doing everything. So at the beginning, for example, at Fix, me and Ariel were doing everything. All the responsibilities, all the way we wanted to do things were in our head. And it just worked because we knew the level that we wanted it to be at. We can't, Nobody cares about anything as much as you do. It's, it's your company. And so then when you start to transition it to other people, that's where you need to be very clear because I don't think we were clear with everybody at the beginning. We just expected they're just going to do things the way that Ariel does it or you thought they're going to do things the way that Elise does it because that's that's how we do it. Right. But we realized and we were frustrated at times and then we sat back and we're like, this is actually an us problem. This isn't a them problem. This is us this falls on us as management, as leaders for not setting the tone and exactly let, mapping out what we want. So huge now fan of checklists for people, not to like make sure we're babysitting, but for them to stay on top of it, to know what's actually important in their role. Yeah. And that's things that we do for ourselves too, right? I have like my weekly 
non-negotiable tasks that need to get done to advance the business. So if you're going to have someone else in a role and you're not exactly sure what the role is going to look like, map that out for them ahead of time and they can go through step by step. These are the things that I do every single week. These are things I do every single month. And that's their role. And you, you can't have someone be successful in a position that you hired them for unless they know the job that you want them to do. And that starts from the beginning. When you're interviewing them, when you're hiring them, setting the stage then, it's hard when somebody's with you for months to be like, just kidding, this is actually what I need you to be doing. You right. need to be upfront with them, set clear expectations from the very beginning. And that will alleviate a lot of your your employee problems. Yeah. And I think one of the best things that we do now is have a weekly management meeting. It's something that we do every single week. If it can't be on the same day, we move it to another day. We pick a different time to touch base with our team and make sure that everyone's on the same page because that's going to keep driving the needle forward. And if we want to get things done in a certain period of time, we have to make sure that everyone's on the same page. And if you are looking to get into an agreement with a partner or investors or whoever, mapping out those expectations. I think that's something we've always done a great job with before we ever formed Fix, before we opened Fixed Haverhill with our partner. We sat down and we had roles and responsibilities and it was laid out very detailed who is in charge of what so that if there are ever disagreements, if things ever aren't rainbows and butterflies, which spoiler alert, they're not going to be always rainbow. There's going to be a lot of problems here and there. You can go back to that and feel like, what did we actually say our roles were and get back to that? Because if you don't have that on writing, it makes things a lot tougher when everybody's heated and not thinking straight. Right. Yeah. And you can always go back like things, you can always sit down and say, hey, we need to look at this and divide this in a different way. Like we're constantly doing that, even with what we're doing for the podcast too. Like things change and oh, we're going to edit it this way. We're going to do our content this way. Like how can we support each other and continue to build each other up? But I think just being on the same page and being okay, having those difficult conversations of what is my role? Am I feeling it? Am I meeting my own expectations? And what's the role that I have for someone else? Yeah. And the last thing I would say for us when we reflected on 2023 with employees, setting expectations, but also setting boundaries. I think when you're a small business, everybody's your best friend. You're you're constantly talking to them and it, it, there are lines that get blurred. And I think what I've learned over the last seven years is setting boundaries and right. kind of sticking to those. And it's okay. It's healthy to have boundaries. Right. Yeah. And owning your own business, it is so different than having coworkers. You can't just vent to someone who's on your team or you're, you're, you're their boss the same way that you could vent to a coworker or you know talk to them about certain things. So I think just knowing that things are going to be different and that's okay and that's a good thing. You're in a leadership role now. You're the business owner. But I think just being aware of that and realizing when you make that mistake and cross that boundary is going to make things a lot smoother moving forward. Yep. And then number three is... At the beginning, I still think we were doing a lot, not everything, but a lot of things ourselves, especially at Fixed, versus letting our staff take ownership. And I think that I started to see a little bit of burnout in you. And I feel like we sat <laughs> down and we said, write down everything you're doing, Ariel, and let's see what we can push down. And it was a lot. A lot of the things we didn't need you to be doing anymore. Right. We had a team and a lot of the people on our team were looking for things to do. Like they're hungry. We have the best team. We have a team of people that want to grow. And so we needed to give them stuff. So this was one of the best tasks I think we did is sit down, map out what you're doing and what can be pushed down. Right. Yeah. I think at the beginning of the year, I was feeling like, yeah, I was being pulled in a million directions because I was still trying to take control of the emails and you know whatever else, all the side tasks, reaching out to local businesses, all the things that I wanted to help 
advance the business, but still trying to put energy into what I really wanted to go deeper on, like building our pelvic floor program. And you only have so much bandwidth. So especially now, we're at a point where we have literally the dream team. And I'm so proud of us for getting to where we are, because we have team members who come with ideas now. They bring ways that we could do things better. And we're really happy to hear that feedback and hear their opinion on things and give them more ownership of what they're doing and help them or let them help us advance the business. Is it worth your time to get all this time back for somebody to do it 90% as good as you do? So maybe it's not going to be a hundred percent, but is 90% good enough, especially when it's maybe making a reel or just doing some of these like little tasks? Yes, usually it is. If it's a really important task, then you're going to keep, you're going to keep ownership of that anyways. So I think Step one is map out everything that you're doing, figure out what you can push down. And then step two, which again, you probably had to learn the hard way is let them fail and just send it back to them. So meaning, for example, if you're pushing down an email to somebody and you they send it to you and it is not right at all. My thinking and usually what I would do is it's just quicker for me to fix it and then send it out. But we had to put the brakes on that and say, instead of us just fixing it, we're going to send the feedback back and let them fix it. Because if we just kept fixing it, as an example, they are never going to learn and they are never going to even know that we're changing certain things. And so it's going to keep going on and on. So not only do you have to give ownership, you need to give feedback and not just fix their problems, send it back to them. Because people usually, the people that we have on our team and the people that I want to be around want to be better and they want to hear that feedback. Right. Yeah, exactly. And you have to be okay with giving someone constructive criticism and learning how to do that well. Maybe bookending it things with things that you really liked about what their work was, what they could improve on, and then bookending it again with something positive. I think that helps feedback to be received in a really good way. But and another, another thing that we want to emphasize is that if people are working for you, they're working at your company, they want to build their role there. They want to build their career with you. So if your vision is just for you to be the successful business owner, how can you create a role that someone really wants that someone else can build their dream career within your own vision. I know I've heard that before too. That's it really sticks with me of how can I not only have someone on my team who's doing a good job, but who also has their dream job and how can we make a role for them that they really find value in and they really realize the impact that they're having in that role. Yeah. You want to dream big enough that your company can fit somebody else's dream within it. Right. Love that. All right. So some of the big wins that I think we had in 2023 that I think are kind of propelling us into a strong 2024. The first thing is giving more value to our clients. This has been true for Sweat Fix as well as Fix. We've revamped our memberships at both studios to just add a ton more value at the same cost. We've tried to sit back, listen to what our customers have to say, think, sit back, think if I was in their shoes, what would I want? And give it to them for free. Not only does it help our retention, it helps get them better. It helps them get healthier. It helps them get fitter. It helps them recover. And it's just a win-win. Yeah, I think this is really important because if you're always striving to get new clients, it is really exhausting and expensive. And it takes a lot of time to always be acquiring new clients. So if you can find ways that you can give more value to your current clients and keep them with you longer, that is the more inexpensive inexpensive option and it's going to retain your clients tenfold. So if you have someone who's been with you for a few sessions, they maybe will tell a few friends about you. If you have someone who's really loyal to you and has been sticking with you for a year plus, they are so much more likely to be helping recruit their friends and build the community and the vibe that you want to feel in your studio. 
Yeah. And you can probably speak to the amount of reels you guys put out at Fix and why you guys have been doing that. That's, there's been a huge increase in 2023. Right. Yeah. We're just producing so much more content. We want to give more educational material to our clients and continue to spread the word about what we do. And I think we want to let people know that we are not just for injury prevention or not just for injury treatment, but we're for prevention and maintenance services. And we just totally redid our assisted stretching program, which was really time consuming. It's something that we really wanted to put a lot of effort into. And it was not easy. It took us a long time to rebuild this program. But now I feel so good about it. And I feel really confident in our clients that are sticking with us. And now I know why they're lasting longer than they ever have before. The second big win in 2023 was the amount that we've been using AI and other just like automated apps and stuff like that to help us push out content. So we use ChatGPT for a lot of our emails, a lot of our captions. Basically, I suck at writing. Everybody knows that, right? I I can make any photos in the world, but like writing is not my jam. But I can draft up what I want to say I say, ChatGPT, make this sound better. Make me sound smart, ChatGPT. <laughs> and it will spit out a bunch of different options for emails. Um, so that's one way we use it. Also, there's a lot of apps like VideoLeap we've talked about where they already have templates. They already have everything set up with the music, the transitions. Or you can just throw your videos in and it will do it for you. And this has saved us so much time repurposing content and using so many videos and and things that we probably would have just discarded in the past, but now we're just like reusing it. I love the one that we have now for captions too, that puts the captions over what you're saying. Yep. That's like my favorite app that I think we've, it's just called captions, right? Yeah, it's just yeah. called captions. Yeah, one of my team members the other day pulled the reel up and was like, who made this reel? I was like, I did. He's like, oh, looks really professional. I like the words on there. I'm like, oh, I didn't, I mean, I did it, but I plugged it into the app and it pulled the captions for me. It's like, use the, use these tools to save yourself tons of time. Yeah. And if you're like, I have no idea what you guys are talking about. We do one hour sessions with people and it would be worth your time and your money. Just to book a one hour session with us in one hour, we could show you how we save like hundreds of hours every month, it feels like with these three tools. So we could easily sit you down and show you ChatGPT, which you've probably dabbled with, but video leap captions and how you can take something like this podcast, for example, and put it into a rail, put it into a rail with captions, have just sound behind it. All this type of stuff is easier than you think. We don't have any type of video background, any type of content creation background. I was an accountant. You were a PT. Right. And we make all of our content. We edit the podcast. We do all of that. So if anybody's thinking, I need to level up my branding this year, I need to put out more content, book a one hour session with us. And we would love to just walk you through it. And you will save a lot of time. Yeah, save time and let your content look so much more professional. So it's a win win. I know it's definitely shown us that the more that we can be more professional on Instagram. And it just is getting us more and more followers every month. We had like three times the amount of new followers this month as we had in previous months, just from continuing to be, to putting the time into it and using these tools to help us. So we're not spending so much time. Yeah, I feel like this is the least we've ever spent on time-wise and the best we've ever had for content. Right. It's like night and day. It's a win-win. It's a win-win. So big win for 2023 was definitely letting apps do the work for us. All right. Number three was going deeper instead of wider. Yeah. This is really important because like we were just talking about with our assisted stretching program, it's something that I wanted to revamp for so long. I have it in my one-year journal from January of last year. I'm like, oh, this is something I want to get done this year. (laughs) And then in December, we finally revisited it. I'm like, okay, we got to do this this year. But I think once we 
thought about what our purpose was and thought about what our mission was. And we want to continue to give back to our clients and have them provide more value to them. It really made it easy to focus on the things that we wanted to focus on. And the big picture item became really clear. It was, let's revamp this assisted stretching program. Let's learn tons of new stretches. Let's retrain our team. Let's get everyone on the same page um, so that we're not constantly trying to go wider and always get new clients. I think just going back to giving more value to who you already have and letting them stick with you longer. Yeah. Then it's also a lot easier to advertise. It's a lot easier to kind of tell people what you're doing than if you're just constantly launching completely different new avenues of like revenue streams where you have to really reteach everybody and educate your audience on what are you doing now? So it's a lot easier to kind of go deeper like we did. We did pelvic floor PT because we were doing PT already. We went and sent our team out. We got additional training and really became the specialist and the best in the area at that. So we could go deeper into the PT world instead of opening a yoga studio with fixed. We essentially went deeper into our current product line. Same thing with fixed. I mean, sweat fix. We are a strength and rowing studio. What complements strength training more than anything is mobility. A lot of these lifts, people simply can't get into because they don't have the hip mobility, the ankle mobility. Um, they're getting injured in any type of class because they are not doing just basal functional movements. So a lot of our sculpt classes we were already mixing in mobility because it helps people in their everyday life. It helps people stay healthy. So for us, it made sense. Let's go deeper into the mobility world of strength training instead of, again, going and opening a yoga studio or opening a treadmill studio or whatever, a protein studio, um, protein shakes. We wanted to go deeper into what we currently do and just become better at it sometimes doing like a test of these things, right? Like your clients are going to help guide you on what direction you should be going. They're going to let you know what they really like. And the mobility classes have had such a great response already. You're like, okay, now we know this is what we want to spend our time on. Same thing with some of the things that we do at Fix. I think when we did that virtual launch earlier this year, that didn't go so well. We are like, oh, we're going to be like a virtual education platform. But realizing that maybe isn't exactly what our niche is and what our clients need and want. And they let us know that they didn't sign up for what we had offered. So I think now transitioning that into, okay, let's do virtual PT. We're still offering the same product, but now we're offering it on a virtual platform. It's the same, our same roots, right? It's the same thing that we want to offer to people, help them move better, help them learn ways that they can be more mobile and get stronger and find where their restrictions are and do an assessment, but in a slightly different way. So I think that's helping us go deeper as well and just reach more and more people with the same goal. 100%. And then our last big win in this one I love is we increased what we track. We increased like what we measure for our team, our key performance indicators. We have increased that so much. We've always, I've always been a fan of Excel sheets. Somebody sent me a mug and it said freak in the sheets <laughs> and I need, need that <laughs> mug because I love it, but it's so important. So this year we have really amped it up in both studios. You guys would be you'd be probably surprised the amount of Excel spreadsheets we have and the amount of tabs because we track everything from reviews to followers to new clients to what new clients are buying to what our staff is doing for retention per every single new client. But it helps us a ton because we are able to see like, hey, retention was low for this staff this month. Maybe they need more training. Maybe they need us to go help them. And maybe we're missing something. We didn't train them the correct way. It's just, we would have missed these things. And I think we did miss these things 
in 2022 for both Studio Sweat Fix and Fixed because we weren't tracking a lot of these key performance indicators as much as we are now. But now we can see it down to literally the day we run these monthly. We look at them monthly per t- for our entire team and it has helped us a ton. And it's not just sales. We we literally look at sales and we're like, okay, but then we are digging into our retention numbers. We're digging into our reviews and stuff like that. Things that are driving our company forward that really reflect how our clients feel about our business. Yeah. And I think that really helps us structure our meetings, structure the avenues that we're using to get to our goals. Because we know what the big goal is, but it's like, okay, we need X, Y, and Z to happen before we can achieve that goal. And the X, Y, and Z is all in our spreadsheets now of how what we're tracking and how many new clients are we getting in the door? What events are we doing? Having our content calendar and having everyone have access to it and having everyone know what their role is and helping us reach those goals. And now we have the steps laid out. Yeah. And this kind of goes back to setting expectations because all these Excel spreadsheets, our entire team has access to. So all these KPIs our team is looking at. And a lot of them know before we even have the conversation with them, what we're going to say, because our team is invested in it. You want your team to be able to, you want to be transparent with them so that they know what we're tracking. They know why it's important so that you're all on the same page. We do things like we did for fix in January, where we have team challenges, where we set goals as a team for some of these numbers. Sometimes they get rewarded some, as like a fun team challenge. Sometimes there's no reward, but it's like, all right, as a team, we want to get to this number. You need to tell people things they said seven times before it really hits home. So with our team, we're constantly reminding them of what's important with our KPIs, what's important with regard to our clients. And that's a shift that we made, I would probably say, in the last quarter for Fix and Sweat Fix. And it's already made a huge difference. Oh, a huge difference. And I remember being at jobs before where they would we would have meetings and we'd be like, oh, the, t- the clinic's numbers are here. We need them to be here. But I didn't really understand why because I wasn't seeing the whole picture. So now when we're talking to our team, I feel like we do a really good job of explaining like this is why we want this to be the goal. And this is what's going to help us. Uh, this is what we're going to accomplish next if we hit this target. And that helps our team stay motivated and realize what the big picture is. Definitely. Are there any other things before we wrap up that when we're thinking back at 2023 of what went bad, <laughs> the good, the bad, the ugly in the 2023 good, bad, that you just want to leave on this <laughs> podcast and let it go, clear the air? No, I mean, it's good to... Ref- I feel like just the reflection piece too. Like we actually look back at the goals that we set. Because I used to be someone who would set all these goals and then never look back at them. But now I know we're going to look back at them. We're going to revisit them and it's going to feel really good the ones that we actually hit. And we'll, we're going to learn from the ones that we didn't. So I think that was something we've been doing really well this year too. Definitely. And I'm excited for 2024. We have a lot of great things, big, hairy goals in the works. Huge goals. That you guys will be seeing soon. But heading into 2024, if you're sitting there thinking, I just need something to brainstorm with. I need to, you know, just get the ball moving. We do our one hour sessions with people. So definitely reach out to us. We love this stuff. We just could talk about this stuff all day, basically. So we love to brainstorm and hear where you guys are at. That gets us really excited. Even if it's, you haven't started your business yet, or you've had a business for 10 years, come chat with us. Yeah. So you know how to find us, businessmusclepodcast.com or on Instagram at businessmusclepodcast. I'm Elise Kyra on Instagram. And I'm Dr. Ariel.dpt. We'll see you guys next week. You just finished another episode of the Business Muscle Podcast. 
If you found value in this episode, don't forget to subscribe and leave us a five-star review. Your reviews mean the world to us and help us reach other listeners who can make a big impact in the business world. Don't forget to join our Business Muscle Podcast Facebook group where you can ask questions and chat with other like-minded entrepreneurs. Stay tuned for our next episode where we'll bring you more expert advice and practical strategies to help you thrive. Thank you for being a part of the Business Muscle community and we'll catch you in the next episode.